What's going on, everybody? Welcome to Out of Bounds Podcast. Myself, I'm BJ. Today, we're going to be joined with uh, Big Jim. KG's joining us. And we might, we might have Junie. Junie, you there? And you know this. Hey, man, what's going on, man? Glad to hear your voice, brother. Jim, what's going on, man? Hey, hey nothing much. How's everybody doing? Well, pretty hopefully, good. Yeah, hopefully everybody's good. Y'all KG will be joining us in a, in a little bit. Um, today's show, we just going. We're not going to have a long show. We just want to talk about the explosion that is NFL free agency and um, who made out the best, and just a just a, a quick little tracker of uh, what we've been waiting for and talking about. You know, all week. Oh, the prior to uh, Monday's um, explosion of information and movement and uh, everything became official Wednesday the 14th at uh, 4 p.m. So, and I, I think that the, a Junie, the biggest deal was Kirk Cousins. We, we kind of knew it, it was, it was the, the, the recipe was, was there. And I think that once, other teams like the Jets and the Cardinals and the Broncos found out that they they didn't have a chance of signing him. You saw the dominoes of Case Keenum and Sam Bradford going to the Cardinals and the Jets and the Jets signing right. Teddy Bridgewater and McCown. So you kind of figured that it was the it was the Vikings or nothing. So we 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 pre, we pretty much figured that. Now here's the thing, Junie. Now. With 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 cousins going to the Vikings, is it Super Bowl or bust? Uh I just really hope Kirk Cousins step up and do his job. What he got to do because he's going to a team that's already put together. They got a top defense. They got they got, they got to top everything. I mean, Case Keenum went eleven for eleven and three. So Kirk Kirk Cousins going to have to beat that. To move forward, KG. Yes, sir. Hey, we just—I just posed this question. We we were talking about our shows prior to this past Monday and, and this past Wednesday when NFL free agency at 4 p.m. became official. And I, of course, the biggest move was Kirk Cousins. Now, and I asked—I asked Junie this: Do you think Kirk Cousins going to? The Vikings, do you think it's Super Bowl or bust now with them? To be quite honest, yes. Uh, in my opinion, and this is taking all my biasness out of it, Kirk Cousins is a smart quarterback. He has a, a knock on him that he makes indecisive throws, but put him in an offense where he has a run game and see how he flourishes. The year that uh, the Redskins won the division, a few the, the recent division win, and you can see that he took and he could be, he was able to switch it up, and you you know you couldn't truly load the box because he can kill you with the play action, and then you throw a little bit of read out. And, oh well, he's not gonna keep; it. he's gonna hand it off, and then he takes off and runs for 11, 12 yards. He has Dalvin Cook. Coming back, he also has he has receivers, and Adam Thielen had a breakout year last year. Add that with a smart quarterback like Kirk Cousins, 
and I, I see them going at least fourteen and two, and walking into the Super Bowl. Well, I guess I gotta pose that question to myself now because, and and the question is with Kirk Cousins going to the Vikings as a Super Bowl or bust now, and I believe it is a hundred percent Super Bowl or bust now because. You had a team going to the NFC Championship and losing to the Eagles, okay? This team is stacked. They didn't lose. If they lost anything, they didn't lose too much anything. They lost Derek McKinnon, I believe, to the 49ers. Um, this team, the way it's built now, I think they expect – well, I, I don't think – I know they expect Kirk Cousins to come in there – and they gave him three years fully guaranteed money to come in there and be a Super Bowl winning quarterback. Now, we've talked about on previous shows, and we're not going to get into in depth with it tonight. We'll probably do that on another show. Um, Kirk Cousins was breaking records in Washington. So I think we pretty much agree he's a, he's a good quarterback. And I see the same two teams – Unless the Rams grow up a little bit, I see the same two teams in the championship next year. But now you're going to have the Kirk Cousins uh, dynamic, and, and if he can get them over in the hump, and there's, nobody can answer that question now because he hasn't done anything. Um, KG has he won a playoff game? I don't think Kirk Cousins won a playoff game yet, has he? No, sir, he has right. not. So that's something he has to prove. Uh, whoever would have thought y'all that out of the entire NFL history that Kirk Cousins would be the one that uh, first person, first player in NFL history get a guaranteed contract. It could have happened uh, two years ago at a cheaper price tag, but I could get into depth with all of that and, and, and a few inner workings and it, it makes me upset. How about that? Well, and I, I know what you're referring to because you're you're referring to the Redskins and and cousins, and we could probably talk about that forever. But it just seemed like it was something there that either the Redskins or cousins. I don't. We don't know which party it was, and you know it'll be a smear campaign. And he, he said, she said, for now on, just like Robert Griffin. But we just don't know who was. At fault there, and who didn't want to be where? Uh, is 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 being rumored that Kirk Cousins didn't want to be in Washington because when Kyle Shanahan went to San Francisco, it was rumors that he wanted to play with Kyle Shanahan. So, but well, well uh, after if you think back, uh, when the year we 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 won the NFC East, it was a, a Monday night game against Green Bay, and we came out and Green Bay was taking care of business. Then all of a sudden, the offense clicked. And Kirk and the offense got the roll. And I, I, would, I think they put up 40 points against Green Bay. And he he took – it was a if it was a head-to-head matchup between him and Aaron Rodgers, he took that head-to-head matchup. And he said to Scott McClellan after that game, he said, you going to pay me now? And Scott McClellan said, oh, yeah, I'm definitely going to pay you. And he recommended locking Kirk Cousins up four years, $59 million. What was said was that Bruce Allen didn't feel that he was 
capable of, of, of holding that type of contract and being the franchise, the face of the franchise. So instead, his, his agent told him not to sign it. Wait till the end of the season when your market value goes up. So it, it's a, a lot going on, and it's on both sides. It's not one side, it's both sides. Understandable. We're going to keep moving, and we're going to go to uh, uh, another <laughs> – Another big news of the day broke earlier this afternoon. The Jets move up to number three overall in draft. So they, they take the Colts' number three spot, and they sent the Colts their number six overall pick. Two second-round choices this year, number 37 and number 49, and their second round of 2019 to the Colts. Now, I, 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 it was pricey, but we, we all know that if you get your franchise quarterback, no price is, is, is too much to pay. If they move up and whoever they're going to take, Josh Allen, if Sam Darnold is still on the board or uh, Josh Rosen, whoever they take, if this guy pans out to be a franchise quarterback, then you'll look at that as a bargain, okay? And, and here's, here's, my, here's my – well, before I get to my issue – this puts more pressure on the Buffalo Bills now because they're also without a franchise quarterback and they're sitting at number 12. And they have a plethora of picks to send to move up. But now is, do the Giants want to move back? That's the big question. The Giants need a franchise quarterback also. Do the Browns want to move from one of their spots? They need a franchise quarterback. Okay? Now, with that being said, why – KG Junior, why is it taking so long for the Jets and for the Bills? The the Dolphins tried with Tannehill, but you have a franchise quarterback over in New England. Why is it taking so long for the Jets and the Bills to catch up and say, hey, we might need a quarterback also? We're talking about almost a 20-year reign of dominance that the New England Patriots have put on the AFC East. So can't beat them, join them, right? So you figure, hey, somebody along the line will copy what New England doing and go get them a franchise quarterback. And that hasn't been the case. But I think the Jets definitely showed that they're uh, serious about that business now and and moving up. What y'all think? Kevin, would you – Junie, I ain't heard from you, Junie. Where you at, Junie? Can you hear me? I can hear you, baby. What you think about the Jets moving up to number three and do you think the Bills also should try to get the 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 uh, the number? What is it? Number two spot from the Giants? Man, man, I do agree, man. It's like when you are when you a team and you've been down in the ranks for so long, man. It's, it look every year some team said we rebuilding, we rebuilding, but it's a time to make that build and stop saying rebuilding and go ahead and do it. So hey, look, man, I think it's the Jets year. It's Cleveland Browns' year. It's the Buffalo Bills' year. I think it's time for them to do something. Yes. KG? Let me ask you a question. I mean, I don't mean to answer a question with a question, but when's the last time the Jets had a franchise quarterback? A franchise quarterback? A franchise quarterback. Joe Namath? Uh, uh, right off the top of my head, Junior, I agree. I say the same thing. 
because they got an older boomer assassin. They got Neil O'Donnell, but Neil O'Donnell didn't pan out with the Jets. Uh, you had an older Vinny. Um, I would, wow. I would give Vinny. It's hard when you say franchise quarterback, and I hate putting people in categories they don't belong in or don't deserve to be in. But if I if I gotta say anybody, Vinny Vinny Testaverde. Vinny could still okay. Vinny could still throw the ball. Um, they went to the AFC Championship game with him. They went to the AFC Championship game with Vinny. Um. They also went to the AFC Championship game with Mark Sanchez, but we we all know he's not nowhere near nobody's franchise quarterback. Exactly, and that's the last quarterback they took a chance on in the draft. And I mean, this is, has nothing to do with me being a Notre Dame fan, me not liking USC, but I can't name more than two USC quarterbacks that I actually panned out to have decent careers. And that's Carson Palmer and Rodney Pete. Yeah. Now, yeah. As far as the Jets, I, I mean, they've taken chances on quarterbacks. And, and Mark Sanchez didn't pan out. I mean, for a minute there, I thought he was going to pan out. Really thought he was. I thought Brett Favre was going to pan out with them. But, I mean, it's, it's about time for them to take that chance and say, you know what? We need to go ahead and get us a franchise and go. And, you know, franchise quarterback and go. Now, as far as Buffalo goes, Buffalo hasn't had a franchise quarterback since Jim Kelly. Jim Kelly. I mean, you you did have Drew Bledsoe. You had um, Trent Edwards was good until he took that hit from Adrian Wilson. Drew Bledsoe. Um. I mean, you've had a series of quarterbacks. Ryan Fitzpatrick was good until he got the contract. Once he got the contract, he went sour. I, I mean, but I'm talking – when we talking a franchise, we're not talking somebody else's pick. We're talking your pick, your homegrown talent pick. So you got to go for Buffalo. You got to go back to Jim Kelly. If Buffalo stands pat at 12, I really do believe they can get themselves a franchise quarterback. Whether it be Rosen, if I think Donald may fall to him, but I, you know I don't trust USC quarterbacks. Lamar Jackson will be there. Uh, Rosen, a- every top name. It's about six quarterbacks that are first round talent, and they're going to be snatched up. They're going to a quarterback's going to fall to Buffalo, and Buffalo's going to get their man. And see. All the mock drafts got both jobs is Rosen and uh, what's the other boy's name? Uh, I can't think of his name right now. But both not, not Baker, Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. Um, but both of them are Josh's. Like one is Rosen and one is um, why can't I think of the other boy's name? Anyway, both of those guys are going to be. I think. I think those guys are going to be gone before you get to Buffalo. I believe those guys at 12. Now, if you stay at 12 and you're Buffalo, do you take a chance on Baker Mayfield or Lamar Jackson? 
That, you already know where I'm going. Yeah, I, I between them two, you know where I'm going. I'm going Lamar Jackson because I put him in Buffalo. I got shady. I'm gonna. I'm not gonna give you full read option. What they should have did with Tyrod last year. I'm not gonna give you full read option, but I'm gonna give you a hint of it, and I'm gonna make you scared. I'm gonna run a lot of play action because he can move with his feet. And when you got a mobile quarterback that can really tear defenses up with their legs, you run a lot of play action, and it makes the linebackers hesitate for just a second, just enough for him to fit it over the top. And you already know he can throw an accurate ball. So it's just a, you just need that hint just to keep everybody off, and then you don't, okay, well, if he run, we we, we, we screw. If Shady get the ball, we screw. Uh, it, it, so you got to cause that 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 fear. That's why I would go with Lamar Jackson. Baker Mayfield, I'm not impressed with him. I, I, I got my own issues with him, so. I don't either. I don't either, Kevin. I don't, I do not either. The other Josh is, is one Josh is Josh Rosen. And that he's from USC. I mean, not USC. Um, UCLA. That's the, that's what I'm trying to get out of my. Uh, I got tongue tied a little bit. Um, I agree with you. I guess Kev, the the USC quarterbacks really haven't panned out in the draft, and they 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 have Sam Darnold as the number one ranked quarterback as far as draft rating. Josh Rosen, then uh, Josh Allen from Wyoming is three. So here's the thing now with the Broncos signing uh, Case Keenum. Can the Bills get up to number five? You think the, the Broncos want to move back? Or are the Broncos still going to try to get their guy of the future? I mean, uh, with Case Keenum signing um, well, a two-year deal. I yeah, two-year deal. So it's nothing long-term. It's, it's a lot of teams that need quarterbacks, and – and Kevin, you made a, a great point, man. It's is you go back to your winning days, your winning years, you have a franchise quarterback, the Jets. You go back to the Dolphins when they were winning. They I mean they 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 had Dan Marino. They had franchise. Only thing Dan Marino, only thing Dan Marino was missing in all his whole career, a run game. If he had a run game, Dan Marino would have won at least three titles. The only thing that killed him, not having a run. Game. That's a whole different topic for a whole different show. We can talk about Dan and Man all day. Um, Buffalo, you're in Buffalo. You got to go back to Jim Kelly, stability at quarterback. Dallas, you got to go back to Troy Aikman, you know, for stability, franchise guy. Um, you know, if you look at the, your, the NFL franchises through the year, when they win, you have your rare cases. Trent Dilfer. You have your rare cases where other parts of the team carry carries the team to a championship. Very rare. But for the most part, you still have to, even in Trent Dilfer's case, you still have to have somebody back there that can be good, a good game manager, a good decision maker, and not make mistakes where it puts that team in a bind where you know this offense can't make up a 10-point deficit. You, you know that. They have to you have to put some points on the board, whatever you can put on the board, whether it's 10 or 13, and your defense be as great as the 2,000 Ravens or the 85 Bears and shut things down on the, uh, on the opposing offensive side. So um, so we got, we got some movement, and nothing, nothing's 
we got a whole bunch to talk about. And like I said, today tonight's show is only going to be about probably a good 30 minutes. We're not going to do a full show tonight. We're going to bring you uh, probably a series of shows over the next couple of days talking about uh, NFL free agency. Uh, we also want to get into talk a little bit about the uh, NCAA tournament, and we'll switch gears and talk about the NCAA tournament right now. Um, if you told me, Junie, KG, if you told me I'd be alive to see a 16 beat a one, I'd have told you you were crazy. Never, man, I would have never believed and it. That, and, and KG, it makes it even sweeter that it's UMBC, a local team. Right. Mm. So UMBC takes out Virginia, and it was – You don't get me wrong. I think all of us root for the underdogs. You can hear the roar in the stadium when the underdog is going and gets ahead, and then it gets to a point where you're looking at Virginia and they're, like, stuck, and they have that look on their face like, we're not supposed to be losing this team. What do we do now? And when, when they had that look on their face and UMBC, Lyles was cooking them up. And they kept getting the basket and getting shots for UMBC. And they just, they dom- it, they didn't win in the last second. They absolutely dominated them. They, 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 they took UVA out of their games, man. Hey, UVA was the number one, number one. In the tournament, they were the number one team in the nation, if I'm not mistaken. Absolutely, number one. So, yep, you're right. You're right. They were favored by a lot of people to go ahead and run the table. And I like I follow us on Facebook, Out of Bounds Podcast, and I asked the question: How busted is your bracket? Because when I tell you they busted, set. Several million brackets. Oh my goodness! They 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 tore those brackets apart by winning. Hey Kevin, Kevin, I don't think. Sorry to uh, cut you off, but I don't think nobody had a 16 seed beat the number one seed because it's never ever happened. And I had UVA going down to the top, uh, final four. It messed me up. You know what? They said it's uh 349 people that had a, that still have a perfect bracket. And I said, I said, I want to know who they are because I want to know what the Powerball numbers are for next week. But my thing is, this is my thing. If you do, if you do an NCAA men's bracket, you more than likely you're putting multiple brackets in, right? I'm gonna have, I'm gonna have my, my, my favorite brackets where the favorites are winning, and I'm always, I always put in an underdog bracket. I always put in an underdog bracket. Now, what I'm not talking about where you're picking every underdog to win. That's not, you know, realistic. I'm talking about a couple of upsets here and there. And you do it, you might, I might do 10 or 15 brackets like that. Then 10 or 15 brackets with, you know, realistic, more realistic, more, more uh, favorable, favorable odds picks. Like, you know, of course you would have had Virginia. I think it said 90 something percent of people have Virginia beating UNBC. So, and another bracket buster, another bracket buster is Loyola Chicago. They take down number three Tennessee today, 63-62. They are rolling also. You got to get them boys some credit. They beat uh, Miami, Miami, Florida on a last second three. 
they a walk off three pointer, and they 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 continue on with the magic. So you got to get it, got to get them a shout out too, and um, you know, show them some love also. But we got to show uh Buffalo a little love too, because Buffalo came in and they dominated Arizona night before last. I mean, they truly dominated them, and they but Buffalo Bulls bullied Arizona. They did. That's what happened. They did. They absolutely did. And um, I'm I'm trying to I'm trying to make sure I give everybody a shout out, man, because you got to you make the tournament. And I know it's it's super hard to make the tournament. And you got to get these people, you know, they 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 do the first four, the St. Bonaventure Bonnies. They absolutely outplayed UCLA. All right, I watched that game start to finish, and the score in the beginning wasn't telling of what St. Bonaventure was doing to UCLA. UCLA at one point had eleven turnovers, and they were still only down by like. Four or five points, Bonnie's couldn't score, and then and I it, you already know what's going to happen. You know, a team that's as talented as UCLA has the athletes they do. All of a sudden, UCLA hit a couple threes and they up by five. And you're like, uh oh, you know, uh oh, are they going? Are the Bonnie's going to quit now? And they didn't. They stock hard number eleven. That boy muscled them to that win. Absolutely muscled them to that win. It was it was nice to watch that. Um, yeah, Stockhart, Mobley, get them boys a shout out, man. Y'all y'all did y'all thing, and it was a that was a hell of a game to watch. Uh, that first four game. You know what? I remember a point in time that they've expanded the tournament. I remember a point in time all you had to do was win fifteen games to get in the tournament. Uh, you know, you got to have a strength of schedule. It's a, it's a lot more to it for, you know, the, the, the major teams. The mid-majors used to just have to win a conference championship. But now it's like it's so much more complicated, but it's it makes you – when you – even when, you, when you're the first four in, it makes you cherish it and work even harder. And it, it's like you got the mindset, if we get there and we're the first four in, you got enough confidence to say, you know what, we can get deep into this. Forget Sweet 16. We shooting for Elite Eight Final Four. And some of these mid-major schools, and we usually used to only have a handful, man. We got a lot of mid-major schools that's, that's dominating these big schools. They got all the supposed talent. And I, I'm loving it. This is one of the best years of the tournament so far that I've seen in a long time. Kept you 100% right, KG. And I think, you know, with UMBC beating Virginia, I think you're going to see, even with this tournament here, you're going to see a lot of underdogs and lower seeds that still left saying that we can beat these guys. And I think they, they don't get me wrong, before this, before UMBC beat Virginia, we're talking about 135 and 0, 16 seed versus number one seeds in tournament history. Okay. So, well, I'm not talking about the the the, the, the trend is going to buck and you're going to see number one seeds going down left and right. No, that's not what I'm saying. But that does give these guys some some confidence. And now your coach and say, look, look what UMBC did. They dominated these guys. They were number one in the country, and we could do the same thing. Once you get your team believing, and you get 
every ounce of 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 energy and and hustle you can get out of them, your team can play with anybody, as long as you're playing to your strengths and not trying to play ball with a number one team, a top a top school. You're playing to your strengths and making them play to you. It's anything can happen, you know. So, what are y'all looking forward towards? Uh, what, what games y'all uh, coming up that are y'all looking forward to in the tournament for as far as tomorrow? For me, I'm I'm UNBC. That's number one. Uh, I wanna. I, I watched Duke today, and Rhode Island was just too small. So you know, I I keep an eye on Duke, just to you know say you know I gotta watch out for the college evil empire. But I just I want to I want to watch UNBC from beginning to end, and that I I want to live tweet that whole game because I I just. I think they're going to ride this wave and they're going to make it to the Sweet 16. What you think, Junie? Did we lose Junie? All right, we'll wait for Junie to come back. The two games I'm looking at tomorrow, I want to see if if, if Joe, Jim Bayham can get anything more out of Syracuse. They got, a, they got Michigan State tomorrow at 240. Um, number 11 versus number three. I want to see that game, and I want to see Houston versus Michigan. Okay, that comes on later tonight, 10-02. I'll be right in front of the TV watching that one. I want to see that game. I want to see that. I think that's going to be a really, really good game, and um, I, I can't wait I can't wait till it comes on. So, um, KG, what else um, What else we have on staff tonight, man? Or is that, that all we got tonight? Oh wow! I think that's pretty much it. I mean, oh, jump back to NFL. Uh, two uh, former Redskins failing uh, physical. Oh yeah, that, that's been that's been in big news. That uh, I wanted to ask you about that. Now they said that uh, I haven't heard why Ryan Grant failed his physical, but Rashad Breeland failed his physical because when he was on vacation, he hurt his foot in the Dominican Republic, and. I'm I'm trying to figure it all out, and I'm asking like, what? It, it had to be something real major for you to fail an NFL physical. Yeah, but then yeah, they said Ryan Grant. They haven't said anything about him, but he's looking for a team to pass him. And I'm like, it's got to be something. Yeah, that 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 did come up as us uh, uh, some red flags, and and me and you talked about it. And now it's like, okay, does the NFL investigate the Redskins now? Because you have two of your players all of a sudden failing physicals. Like, what what are y'all doing over there in Ashburn? And it's 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 definitely raising some eyebrows and and some red flags to the Redskins organization. And like we always say, you can't bring heat back on yourself. So yeah, I, yeah, that's it. Daggone good question, you know. And with the with the way the Redskins were decimated with injuries last year, and I when I, I mean decimated, where you were you were going and you were calling guys off the street to come play. Uh, it makes me wonder about that medical staff just a just a a little bit, just a little bit. Well, okay, just a lot because I'm like, hold on, we shouldn't have this many injuries where you know guys are. Not healthy. What is going on? 
Yeah, you you definitely when you have a lot of injuries, you definitely start looking towards the training staff and the uh, the conditioning of the team. And I know one thing that the Redskins have always had problems with at FedEx Field, and and this is a we don't we don't have this stat available now, but this would be a great stat to find out KG how many injuries they have at home versus how many injuries they have away because we both we both know that they've had trouble with that field for the longest time. Right, and you know it, it, it was the condition of it. And me, I, I'm a I, I, I love natural grass and. I seen, unfortunately, I seen RG3 tears ACL on that grass live. And I heard him scream when his foot got caught in the turf. And it, it does something to you when you hear athletes scream and then go down when the medical staff comes out. He's. Yeah. And Definitely. I immediately knew, okay, something's not right. I knew the grass wasn't it. And they 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 try. It's gotten better over the last two or three years, but it, it's not what it is in Buffalo, what it is Pittsburgh and San Francisco. And don't tell me it's climate because you can, I I can protect natural grass that grows out of the ground and not sod, and I can protect that and have that looking like a a golf course in this climate. So don't tell me it's the climate. Yeah, it's it's definitely. I don't know, I don't know what it is with with that field, man. That that field, and don't get me wrong, all NFL fields take a beating. It just seems like the Redskins is probably one of the worst fields in the league. Or uh, if they're not, you know, they're definitely in the in the bottom half of fields. And and you gotta you gotta contribute that to the in- injuries and stuff, man. We have bad field, bad footing. You know that. You know, you start doubting yourself whether you can make cuts and and do this or do that. I mean, you won't have stuff like that happen. So, KG, let these people, good people, know where they can find us at and where they can reach us at. Well, you can reach us at OOB Show Podcast on gmail.com. Mm-hmm. You can reach us on Facebook at Out of Bounds Podcast. On Twitter, OOB Podcast 4. And newly on Instagram, OOB Podcast. Most definitely. And we we, can, uh, we we'll can also be, be we'll heard. Be... No, I'm sorry, KG. Go ahead, man. Uh, we, can, we can also be heard on right here on Anchor FM, Pocket Cast, Overcast, Stitcher, Apple, iTunes. And Google Play Music. Yep, most definitely. So, um, with that being said, uh, if you want to book us for anything, definitely oobshowpodcast at gmail.com. And we're going to, like I said, we're going to bring you a series of, of, of shows. We got the NCAA tournament to talk about. We got uh, the continuing NFL free agency and movement and trades and everybody jockeying for position there. So we got plenty to talk about. And, uh, we, you know, we want to shout out Anchor FM for giving us a platform to, to do what we love to do, which is talk about sports. 
until next time, hope y'all tune in. If you have any questions, please call into the show using the app right here, Anchor FM. Leave us some feedback. And um, definitely uh, looking forward to uh, bringing you the next show. Until then, everybody be safe. Have a good weekend. And we'll see y'all next time. Thank you. Have a good one. Mm-hmm.